When tall midgets criticize the black women we idolize, something within us rebels whether or not they apologize. It matters not to me if you're five foot nothing or eight feet short. I'll tell you to your face or to your kneecaps. Leave that black woman alone. I need no special day nor time to call attention to the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Black women. women, women. Hello and welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I am your host, Joe Monday, and I'm going to take you through a brisk stroll through what you've been missing on our Street Fighter in the past, like, two weeks. So there's, there's a little too much, and it's... There, there's so much it's causing my computer to like kind of crash because uh, what I like to do is typically have everything open on the same tabs on on one browser but my computer's like hey uh, you know all those 32 gigs of memory that you had uh, yeah that's all gone now all of that memory is, is gone it's eaten by uh, by the Google by the Chrome it's eaten all up they t- they've they drain it out and without further ado, so that's why there's probably not going to be video for this week. Uh, just po- just audio, patio, patio cast. Uh, because this is a podcast. The most listeners listen to the podcast anyway. But we're going to walk you through what's been going on on the front page of our Street Fighter. So let's get to it. Uh, the update for the CPT leaderboards is out there. Uh, after Stunfest, Bam, and Toryukin. But check it out. So we got Tokido up in that number one spot by not like not a whole lot actually. There's only a it's less than 200 points. He's got 1280 and Infiltration has 1130, which is like it. That's not a huge difference considering that that you could there can be big swings every week or so. I mean even like look at. Fujimura, I mean, he got 700 points this past weekend. Dude was, dude fucking beat everybody. So, like, huge swings. We have Evo coming up, and there's going to be, like I said, I've talked about this before with the CPT, is that there's going to be high highs. People in first place are going to be, like, in first place. Basically locks at some point. Uh, There's going to be at least, in my assumption, like, that top 16 is going to be like pretty solid pretty solidly figured like the top eight top eight will be like really decided in terms of points but then it's that lower it's that lower into like the 30s era area where it's like oh look at the points differences it's not by a lot and you can actually see that in this list right now i mean neon v the dude who we've sponsored to go to combo breaker which is this weekend he's got 100 points he's tied with hayatani in 28th he's above sako He's above Santi Kid, John Takeuchi. He's above Ricky Ortiz. He's above Smug. He's above, oh, he's above Itabashi. And Itabashi has an Abigail next to his face. What has this world come to? Ah, oh, fuck everything. Uh, so then you got Kazunoko. He's above Punk. He's above Punk. That's insane. Uh, so good luck to Neon V this weekend. This is, this is my aside. Good luck to Neon V and good luck to uh, M Blizzard this weekend. Uh, really excited about that. Super proud of the community for sending those guys. Um, I just confirmed uh, this afternoon that they're both at the hotel. They're both safe. Uh, they both got the traveled. Uh, it's like, yeah. I feel like I was talking to uh, uh, to M Blizzard what, like two days ago that he got on a plane. 
I'm gonna get on a plane. I'll see you there. But it's like fucking halfway around the world, so I guess that makes sense. Hopefully he's rested up, and uh, hopefully Neon V doesn't drink him under the table. Or maybe I do hope that. I don't know. I just hope they both compete very well, and they've got some killers in their pools. But you know, combo combo breakers pools this year are again another aside. They're fucking brutal. Holy shit. I, I, like looking at any any random pool, just pull up any random pool and take a look, and there's gonna be at least three sharks in that pool, at least three sharks, if not more, which is craziness. It's absolutely absurd. They're just, it's gonna be a bloodbath. The pool, the pools of Combo Breaker are going to be as brutal as like the pools seen from like It Follows, of just chairs and appliances being thrown into the pool in a very aggressive fashion. People are getting shot. It's a horrifying scene, uh, and that's what Combo Breaker pools are going to be likened to, and it's going to be so good for the viewers, hopefully. Okay, next topic. Uh, next thing on the sub that you can check up on is, I talked about it last week, I think, or maybe like two weeks ago. Fuck, it's been so long. Uh, Baphael, he's running the Omega Cup. Uh, it is a weekly tournament now. Weekly Omega tournament for Street Fighter 4 every Thursday night. So get in that Discord channel if you want to hit up some Street Fighter 4 Omega mode. Uh, but he outlines the rules here for this tournament. And it's, it's not just a normal tournament. There's, there's certain specifics with character locks that make it a little bit more interesting for the players and gets a little more variety in there because the fun of Omega Mode is the variety, I believe, uh, and just how crazy things can go. Uh, sometimes, and like the way that he's planning is to force players to, you know, play like certain characters in winners and then like loser's side can be like whatever from any previously previous week. Is like yeah, the rule is that. In the winner side of the bracket, you have to be character locked on three characters that are the focus characters that week, and then in the loser's bracket, you can pick any three that have been featured in in any weekly tournament. So like loser's bracket is where you're going to see more character specificity, but winner's bracket is where you're going to see some, some new fun stuff. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I might, if I can find time on a Thursday night, I might... Strut, strut on down to the, the Omega tournament and see what's good. Uh, but that's cool, and I'm looking forward to it, and looking for the replays on that too, because it is going to be bonkers. Okay. Next bit of information. Someone posted top 100 CFN character count. Uh, and this was as of the 10th, so that shows how long I've been sitting on this one. Uh, so this was this is not just, I should reiterate, this is not just a recap of this past week. This is a recap of uh, kind of the last couple weeks in general. Uh, because I haven't, because last week we talked to Jenny uh, Lin, and that was, a, we had a lovely conversation. Go listen to that episode if you haven't already. Uh, but anyway, let's get to this point. Top 100 CFN character count as of the 10th. Uh, number one, not surprising. I feel like it's been this way forever, but Bison, number one. Uh, not by a huge margin because this is so shortened to the top 100, but Bison is so prolific on CFN. It is somewhat absurd. Speaking of Jenny Liu. Uh, anyway, it, it, Bison number one, not a surprise to me. It's been that way for so long. Cami number two, number eight, eight in the top 100. That's probably, that number has probably been upped, but at the same time, it, that hasn't changed so much from the last time that I saw 
uh, top performing results in CFN, Kenny was still pretty up there. And it, it's one of the arguments that I like to make for when people say, uh, Cammy, she doesn't perform well on CFN, so that's why Capcom made changes and buffed her, to which I say, if you look at the top performing numbers, that's fucking insane. Especially when they're trying to have a professional tour, which professionals' careers are based on. Like, speedy race car drivers' cars aren't based off of, you know, the general population of how people can drive. That's fucking crazy to think that way. So why tune your characters to the lowest performing people when even the numbers that you show have top performing players performing well with these characters but give them buffs? Kind of makes sense for the M. Bison one, doesn't make sense for the Kami, doesn't make sense for Guile, doesn't make sense for Akuma. Doesn't necessarily make sense for Ken or Dal- like Balrog, okay, okay, Balrog's still in, still in there, he's still one of the top. Uh, using top 10 of most used. Vega, one of the top 10 most used. How about that? How about that? Shouts to M. Lizard. Uh, but then, at the very bottom of this top 100 list, unfortunately, no Eds, no Zekus. But we got a Falk. Um, I think I might have pulled this one or might not have included this one, but there was a Grandmaster Falk post on the sub. I should find the link and link it if I didn't. That just gets me thinking ahead. So that one is represented by whoever that was, whose name escapes me at the moment. Uh, but this list is interesting. It kind of gives you a, a very specific, zoomed-in look at the top 100. Uh, so if maybe you want to pick a top tier who performs good on CFN, that's what you're looking for. Maybe pick Bison. Okay. Here's something that would typically go in the shitpost of the week section, but it's this has gone too far beyond shitpost of the week, and is just a thoroughly good post. Oh my goodness. So someone, Donna, and then some numbers posted this. Street Fighter Miami. It's basically a... So what it actually is, is that someone was selling t-shirts with this design on it. They're no longer doing that. There was like a very limited run. Uh, but damn, look at this graphic. We got some white suits, pastel shirts, Guile's holding a shotgun. Oh, it's, it's, it's just a very... It is a very 80s Miami kind of poster. And it is... It has an aesthetic to it that I could not relinquish this one spot to simply stick it to the end of the podcast and say that this is a shit post. No, this has gone far and beyond shit posting, and it is a quality post in my opinion. Plus, you get to see Zangief in a uh, in a Hawaiian shirt, which is which is pretty nice. I I like that very much. In fact, I like I like Beach Geef. Getting ready to be on the beach myself. Going on vacation next week. Which, by the way, we might have a special beach cast uh, next week. I don't know. I don't exactly know the specifics of how it's going to go, but I certainly do not have time to record another one of these before I leave. I'm actually against the clock as it is right now. Got to fit in. Like I said, it's going to be a brisk walk through these posts. Okay. Uh, next up, Zangief's Inconsistent Oki and How to Fix It. Uh, this one was actually posted by Brutus on Twitter. If you don't know who Brutus is, uh, that's Lay underscore Brutus on the Twitter. A very strong Zangief player uh, from Canada, like the Toronto region. Uh, and what he showcases is one of the things that I just, I fucking hate. I hate about it, but it came up during last week's tournament. But Zangief, EXSPD, 
dash forward, crouching light kick, crouch light punch. There you go. Uh, that's his light confirm. That's the, the closest he can be after an EXSPD. And it will whiff sometimes when people backdash on wake up. There's a, a very small list of characters who, you know, backdash on wake up will, uh, will make that whiff. And he's just too... It's one of those things that are like, it's... I don't necessarily agree. What Bruce is showing off here is that if Geef was at the range of a Borscht Dynamite after any XSPD, which is a little bit closer, then it wouldn't whiff so much. It wouldn't be as inconsistent, which that could be one reason, or maybe give Zangief a proper light confirm. Maybe give him a proper light confirm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm sick of that thing whiffing and, and just not having a proper light confirm. It makes me sad. But at the same time, it does kind of put it in people's heads that you know, what Geef really wants to do, and what I actually want to do with Geef. Anytime I play Geef, all I actually want to do is land a Borscht Dynamite. That's all I'm really looking for. It's all I'm hoping for in my bones. Uh, it's all my bones hope for is to just land that Borscht Dynamite and, and get in there. Have that hard read. That's what I want. Uh, or just a raw punish that way. But this gives me even more incentive to, and that just feels so inconsistent and I hate it, but this is the life we have to live as Zangief players. Uh, okay, anyway, moving on. Uh, talked about earlier that Cammy is one of the top performers. He's in the top 100, second only to Bison. Uh, but how do you deal with Cammy? Well, good news. Because uh, Tyrant and Pax um, came through and made a... How long is this video? It's a... It's kind of a formal, formidable video. It's about 30 minutes-ish long uh, of just how to deal with Cammy and deal with Cammy's bullshit. So if you think Cammy is bullshit... If you don't like Cammy, uh, if you, she gives you a lot of trouble, uh, they break down exactly what you gotta be looking to do in order to defend against the dive kick, uh, how to press buttons, when to press buttons, uh, when, like, how to space things, uh, what buttons that she's gonna be looking for in the neutral. It's, it's a good tutorial. It's a good breakdown to kind of not necessarily stop the bullshit, but at least delay the bullshit. Slightly, let's say. Uh, it's not the fix-all, end-all. Don't think that watching this one 30-minute video will make you the best at the Cammy matchup. You have to practice, you have to learn it, or just learn Cammy, because she's really easy to pick up and maybe is a good secondary to whatever character you play. All right, moving on. Uh, another really good tutorial video, this time by Salyu. Uh Dude talks about... It. By the way, if you don't know who he is, he's a super strong player out there in, in California. Uh, okay, I won't, I won't let him, but I was gonna pull up his, his former name uh, and bring that history upon him, but a little, little sour about that one. So I won't bring that one up, but I'll, I'll leave that one out there for, for you guys to look up in the future. But uh, this dude puts together, put together a video on advice on counter poking in Street Fighter V. Uh, puts it in people's, people's heads of, you know, Where's your block string leave you? What kind of buttons do you expect? Uh, like where are you, where are you at in your ranges, and what buttons are you pressing in those ranges? Are you trying to stuff someone, or are you trying to walk into max range? Is that what your opponent's trying to do? Uh, and it's a good video that kind of just very simply breaks down what counter poking can be, in particular in Street Fighter V, uh, because the the button system in Street Fighter V is a little bit different from other games in that if you don't know. 
heavies out-prioritize mediums, so if they come active on the same frame, then the heavy will beat the medium, the medium will beat the light, so on and so forth. Uh, but Salyu goes and breaks down kind of a pretty succinct little, little tutorial on how to think about counterpoking moving forward in Street Fighter V. Okay, next bit of business. More tech stuff. I got a lot of tech this week. There was actually a lot of really good tech. This one posted by Chun-Li Forever. I have to say that name because it is Chun-Li V-Trigger 2 Tech. Uh, credit to Tempo SF is the, the creditor of the video. The maker of the video, I should say. Uh, and it actually shows some really interesting stuff with Chun-Li's V-Trigger 2. Uh, unblockable stuff, a lot of really cool corner stuff. Um, it's one of those things where unless you have an invincible reversal, fully invincible reversal, not just like has invincibility, if you don't have one of those, uh, regardless of which way you rise, uh, you could be forced to eat an unblockable. Uh, and in that case, if that happens, it can guard crush. Now, guard crush causes a lot of a lot of scaling. So if you look at the numbers, kind of get a feel for how much damage that can be, and consider, you know, you know, do you really, do you really want to try and risk escaping this this unblockable setup if the if the, the payout, fortunately, is so little, like maybe an extra two hundred damage, like maybe. Like, and that is pushing it. That is, that is like, almost, like, max resources. Well, not max resources, but, like, edge of resources damage. Like, max 200. So, like, take a look at her meter. Think about it. Consider that her critical art, you know, will always only have 50% scaling. So, granted, it's not the most powerful critical art in the game. Not a whole lot of damage in terms of, you know, damage rankings. But even at 50%, tack on a little pretty penny at the end of things and close that around but just something to think about good to know the options good to know what your opponent might be able to do when she's got you in the corner but it shows some interesting cancel stuff that i hadn't considered before uh, or even seen before because there's not a lot of top tier chun li's out there showing off the tech uh, and this is one of those videos and shout outs to tempo sf for doing so all right next business uh, I posted this one because people were excited about, and still are excited, uh, for this, gosh, is it this weekend or next week? It's the 28th or 9th. Is it, when does Street Fighter 30th anniversary release? I should look this up right now because I don't know the actual date. Regardless, uh, people were very excited about Third Strike. Talking about Third Strike. And I was like, you know who made some really good character videos? Renick. A bunch of character videos, in fact. Uh, about how to play. Not all the characters, but he goes through a list of 15. I think the absent ones are Yun, Yang, and Alex. The Alex one's only surprising because if you know anything about Renek, he mained Alex and was one of the strongest Alexes out there. Um, and there, it, like, it just, he was probably saving that one for last, but I think what the issue was was that his recording equipment broke or something and he just, he just never came back to it. But still, uh, 15 is a big chunk of those of that roster. It even goes over the the less played characters, uh, and it's very um, it, it's a good 
it can be a very good introduction to the Third Strike series if you have never played Third Strike yourself, uh, or if you're just interested in characters and think, ooh, I like this Oro fellow. Who's he about? What's his, what are his mix-ups about? What? Uh, there's three super arts? Which one do I choose? Uh, and this kind of goes through which one you probably should choose and for specific matchups and how to have fun that way, how to parry stuff. It's it's all very it's all very good and pretty extensive. Um, unfortunate, again, that he couldn't finish the series, but at the same time, there's still a buttload of thoroughly good information here, and I highly recommend checking it out uh, if you plan on picking up the 30th anniversary... 30th anniversary collection i'm typing typing this out so i can get the date for that 30th anniversary collection which comes out on the 29th i was right i said i said the 29th out loud but that seemed wrong i don't know why oh i guess second guess myself gotta be more confident in my abilities to remember dates which admittedly historically has never been my strong point uh so next up Next bit of stuff, riding on that tech train. Uh, if you've been watching the weekly tournaments, uh, Silver Rupee has been a very good ed uh, for, in terms of competition in the past couple weeks. Very strong ed main, and, and so going along those lines, here's some ed tech. I was talking shit on V-Trigger 1, thinking, yeah, I mean, I've seen the mix-up for V-Trigger 1, but really I like the damage off of V-Trigger 2, it's more guaranteed. That's kind of where I stood on things, but you know, then I saw some of these mix-ups, and it's good damage. Granted, you, you basically have to confirm into the V-Trigger to get these mix-ups, and you really only have one shot. It's not like Inabuki or Yurian where you build up all this V-Meter, and you try and blow it on one good mix-up off a of hit confirm, but ah, you have a second chance, or... The knife is coming back through the air, so you get a second chance to mix up your opponent. No, not the case in terms of Ed, but with that said, still good mix-ups to be seen here. So interesting to check out if you want to play a little bit of Ed, if you want to maybe hit that top 100, if you want to get that one Ed into the top 100, or that one Zeku. Saw some cool Zeku stuff this past weekend, but not going to be on this podcast. So check out that video if you want to check out some ed tech. It's a Twitter post again, but still. You know, y'all know how I feel about Twitter posts and Twitter tech, but regardless, next, next bit of tech, Twisted Rivera is making Alex videos. Uh, I believe this is the first of many to come. This is how-to series, Alex, the basics. Uh, and these are just the basics of Alex. It's just very neat and clean. Uh, cut and to the point it is 12 minutes long covering just the basics anti-airs pokes ranges good stuff like what he can do in general uh nothing too too fancy uh but it just he does get into he's not going to get into the weeds of what alex can do and really what makes alex a super good character because he's not, he's not a super good character. So if you're listening to this and thinking, I'm going to main Alex and be super good Alex, um, just know, first, like, first thing you got to know, it's something to be totally honest about. Alex has limitations, uh, which aren't exactly covered in this video, but at the same time, I uh, want to give Twisted Rivera some love because he is putting in the work still with Alex, uh, and he's doing quite well for himself. Performs well in our tournaments as well, which is interesting considering he mains Alex. Uh, next bit of information, something cool that happened uh, two weekends ago was that Oil King 
uh, one TWF weekly with Falk, which is just not something that you see very often. That's why it was it was kind of spe- this was kind of the first thing that Falk has has performed well at uh, on the it's not the main stage, but it's like a it's a big stage. There's some competition there, uh, but he shows off some interesting stuff that Falk can do. So if you're thinking about maining Falk and want to look at you know what the pros are doing in terms of Falk pressure and options in the neutral or Oki or defensively. This could be a good video to check out. Maybe try and replicate some of what Oil King is doing. Oil King, very strong player. Uh, again, he's in the he's in within the top 32 of the CPT points, so definitely a player to watch. If he's picking up Falk, maybe pick up on some of the stuff this boy is doing. Uh, so good stuff. Shout out to UIU's Oil King for taking the TWF weekly. And with that, moving on to the next bit which is more tournament stuff, ranking event, Toriyukin. I bring up this post because of the conversations that were had in the topics and what it is. Title of the post is Justin Wong won Toriyukin, a ranking event without using Minot's special moves. Uh, and this is more in reference to like grand finals. Uh, didn't use special moves. Did like, didn't really use them in like like hardly ever threw the sphere out in general and just used buttons and won that way uh, and it's interesting to see how Justin Wong was playing in opposition to how Infiltration plays uh, so if you want to look at the different ways on how to balance a Minot or like the different spectrums of Minot uh, there's a good spectrum with that character this is a character where you know her play isn't ubiquitous between all the people who main her there are different ways to go about being successful with Minot. Uh, and Justin Wong showed that off, and I think that that is worth diving into. I think that's that's worth investigating uh, and something to look out for in terms of you know where the top players treat this character, maybe when she falls in the tier list. I think she's pretty high. Um, still lacks some defensive options, but you know who doesn't? Street Fighter Five. Uh, but I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thing to think about. Uh, this is not typically my style of play. I don't like the keep away style of play. I fully recognize that it is a completely valid and very strong way to play, actually, historically. Defense wins championships. Uh, but, but at the same time, Street Fighter V is a very aggressive game. Look at the way that Infiltration can switch up between being offensive and defensive on the flip of a switch. There's value in that. Uh, but at the same time, Justin Wong shows off that there is definitely value on... Just respecting the normals. Respecting the heck out of them. Okay, next bit of business. Okay, this was something that we talked about on last week's episode. And if you want to dig into you know, what Jenny and I were talking about uh, with, with this, that we talked at length about this, but I just want to touch upon this one more time. And the topic is Arturo Sanchez of Team Spooky saying, I'm not going to let these pirate uploaders run amok anymore, among other things he said on Twitter. And if you want the full conversation, I would say listen to last week's episode. However, uh, what I will say, which I don't know was was brought up enough, or at least it wasn't... I feel like this point wasn't hammered home enough. Uh, and it's that, yo, if you have enjoyed any of... any, You know what? If you have enjoyed any content creator's material 
and they have means, they have the throughput for you to support them, be it Twitch subscriptions, be it Patreons, be it you know just direct tips through PayPal, however that may be, buying their merch. If, if one of the content creators that you enjoy has those avenues to support them, uh, I highly recommend doing so. Because just, at least this proves there's not enough protections for people, even at the highest level, uh, who are creating good content, providing good streams, good tournaments, good viewer experience for thousands of, of people. There are not enough protections, even for those people performing at the highest, to, I guess, keep their assets safe. It's too easy to rip and restream and take all those views and take all those that ad money yourself. Where just the viewers themselves, it's not enough. It's just not enough. Having views and having followers and having retweets and, and all that stuff and having good following is good. That's a good start. Help people build you know, help people build their empires. If you like something that someone's doing, help build their uh, that avenue. But if that person also has means that you can financially support them, uh, yeah, FGC is it's not exactly it's not exactly your Fortnite uh, scene over here. It's not exactly your Overwatch world in the FGC. It's kind of, we poverty we've been poverty forever, but at the same time we've also been around forever in weird ways. It's it's very strange duck comedy. But anyway, uh, that is that. I just want to again hammer home the fact. If you like his content and you want to support Team Spooky, subscribe to his channel. Simple as that. Give that organization money so they can bring you more cool stuff. Alright, next up. Uh, this one's a little more timely. This is this weekend, this Sunday. Uh, at Combo Breaker, there is an Ultra Street Fighter 4 side tournament. Actually brought to you by our Salty. Uh, so, cool stuff. They are going to be there. Uh, you can get them at SmashGG slash USF4 Combo Breaker. Uh, you can look up all that information. It begins 12 p.m. on Sunday, May 27th. $5 entry. It's a side tournament at Combo Breaker. So if you are listening to this at Combo Breaker for some reason, or perhaps you want to see this stream, this will probably be streamed. It will likely be extreme, be streamed. Don't exactly know who. But regardless, you should check it out because Street Fighter 4 is not dead. And there's still a ton of people out there who love that game and watching it, love to watch it, people love to play it, people love to compete in it. And it's going to be very fun. So there's just a little bit of extra fun on the side of Combo Breaker, which is already shaping up to look like it will be an extremely huge event. Holy shit, Combo Breaker is fucking nuts this year. I am so excited. I'm so excited that my beard grew two inches. I cannot prove that with, with video evidence on tonight's show because, again, no video because... My, my, my wham got too much dedicated wham to podcast uh, I, my beard has grown two full inches two full metric inches it's insane uh, so anyway uh, that is that very excited for combo breaker but what's up next uh, okay back to the 30th anniversary I didn't plan out this episode very well going back to Street Fighter 30th anniversary collection something that uh, was posted this week on official Street Fighter Twitter was that if you if you 
do one of those uh, pre-orders. If you want to do one of the things that the internet continues to tell you not to do, uh, which is pre-order this video game. If you pre-order Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, uh, you will get a free download code for Ultra Street Fighter 4, which is awesome. That's like the one game that isn't included in the 30th Anniversary Collection. But guess what? You get it anyway, and it has its own online, so you can just play it. It's in its own training mode, in its own online training mode. It's got a whole lot of stuff you can do and enjoy and play. It's a very good game. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you were looking to, if you haven't played Street Fighter 4 and you were going to get 30th Anniversary Collection anyway, I mean, that's a pretty good value. I mean, that's, a, that's all the Street Fighter. If you want to get all the Street Fighter on May 29th, maybe consider pre-ordering it. But you've got some time to think about that if you want to go down that dark path of pre-ordering. If you want to do what you tell everyone not to do, then go right ahead and do that. Because you get free games for it. I'm probably going to do it just to give away a copy of Street Fighter 4. I think that would be the nice thing to do, I think. If I'm going to play it anyway, then I get to give someone the gift of Street Fighter 4. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Alright, next up. Okay. Uh, here's a good... Good video uh, from... I should look up this... Hold on. Give me a second. Okay, so this video was posted by uh, Trolly Mitsu. I am j saying it out loud. I am just now understanding the pun there uh, of Yoshimitsu Trolly Mitsu TV. Uh, and the, po the point of the video is uh, why do you choke? Why do you choke in tournament? And it runs through a number of different scenarios where you can experience stress uh, and maybe how to deal with uh, with choking if you find yourself a choke artist uh, it's an entertaining video it's a fun video uh, but ultimately I think the point is is useful and valid uh, might not agree with everything in the video but at the same time uh, there might be something here that you can find valuable. So if you find yourself as a choke artist, uh, I implore you to watch this video and also get get some help. Stop it. Get some help. Uh, and, you know, get out there and keep, keep competing. All right, next bit of information. Uh, if you missed the Combo Breaker AMA, again, we talked about this on last week's podcast, uh, or at least on some specifics of this AMA, uh, but dig into it because there are some thoroughly good answers here and... Uh, man, Rick, mm, man, there's some very good thought out answers here from Rick and Eidolon. Just, it's just, ah, man, I respect, ah, just respect the hell out of this guy. There's just a lot of stuff that he has to say here that is, or that they both have to say here that is just well considered, uh, and just in general, super helpful to anyone who is seeking help, uh, which I think is an honorable way to go about life. Anyway, check it out. It's good stuff. All right, what's up next? All right, here is another very helpful post. Uh, this time by user True Knight. The I is a one because the internet. Uh, this dude's been around for a while, uh, posting very useful tech on our Street Fighter. Uh, but this time, his post is about if you're stuck at a low rank, here's your reality check. Uh, and what he digs into is that it's something that we have actually seen around the sub for. This is not unique to this current time. It's not unique to this current time and place in history. Uh, and is that a lot of people, we've seen so many users come in and say, I can't beat this thing. And then 
when pressed just a little bit, like just like just a hair, just pressed even a little bit of just saying like, oh, well, like, I mean, you know you can't punish that because it's, it's like plus on block. And they go, I don't want to practice. I don't want to practice punishing or to trying to avoid that in the new. I don't want to do that. I just want to be better and do my game. It's like, well, I, I don't know if I can help you, but also don't know if you have the right to complain about not beating the thing if you, you know, if we give you how to beat the thing. And you, hmm. Hmm. It's just something that we've seen so often around the sub. Uh, it's actually weird after he posted this. He got a little bit of blowback from, it, it, like, the other side of it, which I fully understand, is that, which this does not, this post is not for people like this, but if you just want to enjoy the game and have fun, like, uh, another very completely valid way to go about playing Street Fighter. If you just want to say, ah, shucks, I hate Ryu's, who just sp or Ken's who just spam DP, like, ah, damn, I can't beat him. Bye. I had fun. I'm not looking to get better, though. I, I'm, I'm okay with sucking and not learning how to beat it. I don't care that much. I'm just having fun. I mean, you can cry a little bit. It's just, you know, tears are amplified on the internet sometimes. Sometimes they're amplified on the internet. They can make it be really hard to discern where people are coming from. Pose law, you know. But with all that, uh, it's a very... It's a good read. Uh, if you are... If you find yourself or know someone who is in that position of continually being trash, but also complaining about being trash, uh, work with them. Work through it. There's ways around it. There's ways to improve. There's lots and lots and lots of avenues out there to improve. I recommend you do it because it's so easy. It's so easy. You just have to try a little bit. Okay. Here is a question uh, that I have not thought about. Like, at all, actually, which is strange. I'm, usually I don't put much stake into into topics like this, but I will, at least at some point, you know, it will cross my mind. This this couple last couple months has not crossed my mind. But the question is, which characters could bring the hype high enough to be the first character of Season 4? Because they're going to roll them out. We're... We're just about halfway through season three. So who's coming up in season four? I actually, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer to this is. The first top answer, and I somewhat agree with, Dana Beaky. And I'm kind of, like, as someone who is a Dan apologist, historically, I'm kind of for that. I'm kind of for Dan being in this game, and Dan being, I, I am for Dan being in this game. I stand on a, a pro-Dan platform. I like Dan. I like Dan. I think he's, he's not good, but I like Dan. I liked... Mm, here's the thing, then. He's got to have a super... Mm, he's got to have a V-trigger taunt that he can cancel into super. That would be exciting. Got to have two... Mm, but then, like, mm, I don't know. It's Dan. I don't know. I don't know how you would go about doing that. That doesn't exactly make sense. Or you just create this whole new thing just for Dan. Feature to taunt. Spend all that bar to taunt. I'm kind of okay with that though. Taunt just builds V-meter. This is a good dumb idea. I like things that are good and dumb and Dan is okay and dumb. So he's almost there. So I like Dan. I would like to see Dan. He would bring the hype for me. Also Hakan for me, but 
I don't believe they're ever going to touch Hakan ever again. But God damn it, do I love Hakan. I think he would actually fit with the fee system. I think he would work. I think he would work. Uh, Makoto, another very good answer. A lot of people love Makoto, and, and that makes sense. She she was voted very high up uh, in the, if you remember the player, po- or the user, char- I'm sorry, character popularity voting, uh, which took place, God, it feels like a year from it, a year ago. Talked about this in an earlier episode, I think in the 10s, so this was like half half a year ago probably. Uh, this came up on uh, Capcom's website, the CFN. Uh, where they did character popularity, and Makoto was voted pretty high up there. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if we got everyone's favorite waifu. Uh, okay, but who's going to bring it for you? Maybe respond to the comments or whatever. Or respond to, you know, however you do. I was going to say in the YouTube video, but that might not exist for this show. I don't know how that's going to happen yet, so we'll see. Uh, but I'm curious. Rufus? I like a Rufus. I could go with a Rufus. I could go for a Rufus. That'd be Okay. Brand new characters. I think, man, new like, whole new palette of new characters. Does Capcom have it in them? Sea Viper? Dudley? I don't know. These are all good answers. Uh, but who do you want? Who would bring the hype for you? I know who it would be for me. Dan and Hakan are very, very high on that list. I do not think that they will be announced ever for Street Fighter V. I will almost go as far to say ever. I might say ever. They might not ever make it into Street Fighter V. All the way up to 2020. We've got two more years of Street Fighter V. Financially explain. But I don't think they're going to make it. Which we can actually talk about now. So the financial reports for Capcom have been released for the fiscal year of 2018. Financial report is out there. Uh, They got gains. They got gains. Net sales grew 8.4%. Over the year, which that's that's a good thing. Uh, operating income increased fourteen point five percent year over year to sixteen billion yen. Net sales projection for fiscal year twenty nineteen is ninety six billion yen. These are numbers that I can't claim to understand. I need to talk to my accountant. I need to talk to my very lovely, beautiful, smart intelligent, headstrong accountant, who's also my wife, uh, about what any of those numbers mean uh, and what that means for the business of Street Fighter moving forward. Uh, it's just, in general, they reported growth. It, like, not astronomical growth, but there was growth there. And I think that that means good things for the CPT. I think that means good for the players. Uh, we've seen recently that they're licensing out some uh, some interesting stuff. Uh, for example, if you've been keeping track of uh, some other stuff, which we actually bring up on this podcast as well in just a minute, but I mean, we saw Street Fighter Cross Street Fighter Cross Power Rangers phone game which is a thing that exists. So they're, they're, it looks like they're branching out, maybe licensing out Street Fighter a little bit more, perhaps. Um, it, weirdly enough, closing the this also coming at the, the heel end of uh, Puzzle Fighter, closing down, which, you know, I guess it's just a phone game, but at the same time, like, that didn't launch even a year ago, and it's just being shut down. So that's, that's strange. Uh, so I don't know, maybe they're just exploring different avenues. 
NBCI, you know, just being shut down the way it has. Uh, not entirely true. Saw a massive update here not too long ago. So I, I'm giving it a little bit more shade than it probably deserves. And it, at this point, it doesn't deserve any shade. It should just be supported by the players who love it, which is it's all well and good. It's how the FGC has thrived for years and years of just people enjoy playing the things that they enjoy. Uh, but regardless, uh, Capcom showing growth is a good thing in general for the players. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully, they spend a little bit of that money on a little bit of that money on that code. Maybe if uh, they they'll learn a thing or two from coding this Power Rangers versus Street Fighter game about how to net code a video game, a fighting game. Maybe maybe they'll learn uh, and pass that on to Street Fighter Five. That's the hope. That's the dream. We'll see if we ever get there. Uh, but I do want to talk about this unexpected crossover of Street Fighter Cross Power Rangers. This was posted on the 16th. And I just remember sitting and looking at it just like, how did we even get here as human race to get Street Fighter Cross Power Rangers? Like, who made this deal? Who is sitting across the table from from Rita Repulsive and just saying, "Hey, Rita Repulsive," and just, who's sitting across the table from her, and outreaching a hand and shaking that girl's hand, and then fighting a big monster? Who's doing that? Also, do you fight big monsters in this game? Do you fight a big Ryu? I would like to fight a big Ryu. That would be fun. A Megazord-sized big Ryu. Hashtag big Ryu. I want to fight a big Ryu. I want to fight a Megazord-sized e-honda zangief is already megazord sized in my mind and eyes and so he doesn't need to be enlarged any more than he already is uh he's already enlarged in my own heart uh but one thing i will say about it's a phone game so it's kind of just fucking whatever uh phone fighting games man just okay sure uh fine i i, I literally don't have an opinion on them because they're just they lack the thing that most fighting games usually have which is like any kind of spacing control or real control over you know movement and time usually uh and that i don't know just in general that is my opinion so i i tend to not have enough time to dig into that and see if there is any like serious yomi going on like what's what's the red rangers oki game like does does the green ranger have have good zoning plays a flute is that represented in this game i don't know it might be that could be fun uh the, but the one thing i do want to say about this uh in the particular trailer that it, it really it really got me in a like a strange uncanny valley way Just, i haven't i can't remember the last time a video game did this to me uh but the fact that none of the street fighter faces move at all it's as if they're all wearing big rubber masks fighting the Power Rangers is just is it made me feel wet and wild in a bad way uh, on the edge of my seat, biting my fingernails, thinking this is not good. It's not good to, to see the Chinli say you hear the Chinli say things, but her face isn't moving. And then Bison just has a big old smile, just a teeth. He looks like an action figure. And it is hmm, not, it's not a good look for Lord Bison. Uh, so I will say that. So if you do want a, a an emotional 
response to maybe take pay closer attention to to Chun's face 2018 uh, okay next up here's a little bit more information for the 30th anniversary collection here's all the information in fact put together by the chicken skull on our Street Fighter uh, all of the information you would want how much it is what platforms it on where you can you get it where can you watch a trailer what games are in it which ones are online what does it contain? Does it have training mode? Yes. It's just, it's got all the things that you want. So we're gonna try and keep this one sticky for as long as we can. We're not gonna do that over the weekend, obviously, because Combo Breaker, among other things. But in the meantime, as soon as we get a chance, this is gonna go up there pretty much until the 29th. Uh, gonna have that up there. So if you were looking for any information pertaining to Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, this is your place to look. Check in the comments below. In the description, the show description, there is a link to it. It will be highlighted. I don't think I'm going to talk about 30th Anniversary Collection at all for the remainder of this show, but who knows? It could be anywhere in my notes, which are a jumble fucking mess because I'm very prepared at doing things. Okay, next up. Uh, E-League. They announced a new host. Uh, Richard Lewis said that he was not going to be in E-League because no bully. Hashtag no bully. Uh... Fucking okay. Uh, and in as his replacement, uh, Michelle Morrow. Uh, you, if you watch any other gaming-related thing, if you're a true gamer, you'll know who Michelle Morrow is. And trust me, I consider myself... I'm Joe Monday, and I'm a true gamer. And only true gamers know Michelle Morrow, obviously. Uh, no, she's just a, a figurehead who has shown up. She has sit cross-table from Jeff Keighley a number of times. So if you have followed the game culture at all, you might know her name. Or you might not know her name and have to Google this 20 minutes before you start recording. Who knows? Who knows what seat you might find yourself in when it comes to being professional gamer Joe Monday when it comes to talking about Michelle Morrow. Uh, but she's going to be host of, of E-League, which, great. Uh, good to see that E-League found a replacement host for RL uh, in the interim. And it's going to be exciting. E League, you know, for what it's worth, all the matches from E League for the last, for all the times that it's hosted fighting games have been thoroughly enjoyable. Um, Tekken 1, Tekken E League was super fun. We talked about it on last week's show again, but still, very good show, very fun to watch. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Next up, uh, didn't get a lot of time to look into this one, but Rage, Street Fighter V Japanese All Star League announced. So it's going to be an all-star league, team captains, a draft on the 31st. Can't, I cannot give you the information on this because I don't know if there is as much of information or if much of it has been translated. However, an all-star league, this could be going along the lines of, you know, they've just become pro players, so they've got their licenses. Wonder if Momochi will be invited. I wonder if he'll be invited, or his wife, Choco Blanco. Maybe, prob probably not. Probably no one from Shinobism is going to make it, and that might be sad. Uh, but regardless, uh, that is another thing to look forward to. More top players fighting each other and hopefully winning money, hopefully getting paid for it, because they're professionals. Uh, here's something for people who might not be professionals. Um, I, hmm. I want to bring this up for two reasons, maybe three reasons. So the post in particular 
is Maddie Myers of Kotaku fame uh, has posted video and short explanation for video uh, about one simple footsies interaction uh, between Justin Wong and Chris G just kind of walks through and explains the things that you know someone who might not know anything about fighting games would have no idea on even how to enjoy fighting games or what's going on when players are wiggling up or presumably wiggling the sticks back and forth like oh, what's going on here a very very simple breakdown of of what that interaction could mean or what you could look for if it's not something you're used to seeing a john madden-esque look at a pro player interaction and I think that there's value in that. I think that at its core, a, a simple message like that could be very useful to bring more people into the fold to help them learn and understand fighting games and understand kind of the joy of what's happening when nothing is happening or you know, what's happening when buttons are being whiffed or why is everybody cheering when like someone got hit? Was that really that rare? Like it, Little things like that to like make things more exciting for everybody. Because when, when more people understand the game, that's great. I love that. I see the value in that to like get things down to the basics. There is value in that. But at the same time, there's, there's some umbrage here of just words that could be misconstrued or maybe not exactly correct explanations of what's happening like there's a it, it is very easy to watch this video as someone who can understand pro play and say well hmm okay this isn't isn't exactly right you're saying a couple hmm there's something you said here that like I can pick it apart you can pick it apart anyone who's listening to this could probably listen to this video or watch the Matty Myers video and go ah hmm okay so there's this this and then list out like half a dozen things that you could disagree with or come up with and say this should be explained better to which like okay yes it's part of me that watches this video i can watch it with that in mind but then i also have to think back what well, do you really have the time in a five minute video to explain the interactions that you actually want to talk about as someone who already understands this stuff like how far do you have to walk it back and how far is too far to walk it back to then miss out on good true nuance how far do you have to go how much how much do you have to dilute it because I'm sure there was like here's the thing this is a very very edited video it's cut up and it, it seems very precise there is very likely a script for this what is read from timed to what is happening in the video so like Everything said has a purpose, but also at the same time, everything is as brief as possible. So when I do watch it with that critical eye of, okay, here's something that might not be correct. Cause I know like, here's the other thing. Here's like the other side of my three-sided scale is that like, I know Maddie Myers has posted things about fighting game community in the past and caught so much shit for it. So this isn't me shitting on the thing that she made because she is she has continued to do stuff for a community that more often than not there are a lot of there's a very loud vocal minority uh who will will pull up the bullhorns on this word on this one 
and make a stink. And there will be a stench about this. Uh, there likely was a stench about this. I didn't dig into it too much to, to get into the drama. I did not have time to, to dig into drama. Don't got no time. Ain't nobody got time for that. So I will say, at the risk, like, I don't want to hate her too much because it's, there's a part of that that's like almost too easy to then miss the entire point of just let it be what it is. Let it bring more casual people into the fold of understanding what could potentially be a deeper look at fighting games. So, I don't know. I'll kind of leave it at that. It's one of the things that, like, I don't know. It's My heart goes back and forth on this a number of times, but at the end of the day, I can't deny that her heart is in the right place. Also, she's competed in our tournaments before, so gotta give it up for Maddie. Anyway, that's all I'll say about that. If you disagree with me vehemently, let me hear it. I'd rather it be me than anyone else, because I can take it. Anyway, uh, next up, you know who can't take it? U.S. players, uh, and that's Mena. After winning NLBC, had a message for the USFGC. Work together. Stop blaming the game for your losses and be a professional. Professional players can't insult the game. They can't insult the refs. They'll get fined thousands of dollars. FGC's a little, you know, doesn't have that kind of money to throw around. Not, not a lot of weight to, uh... God, could, wait, hold on. Could you fucking imagine? Could you fucking imagine? Because this is how it actually is. Granted, players have contracts with a league. God, could you imagine if Capcom set up a professional league that you needed to, like, sign contract to compete in... And if at any point you insulted the way that a tournament was, was run, or you insult a game or a character, and you got fined actual money, as like pro players do in the sports they're assigned players to, to perform in the league, if they speak out against, get fined, or talk, against, talk out against a ref, get fined. God, could you imagine a world where someone did that in the FGC and got fined actual money by Capcom? God, what backlash there would be. What, like, what a storm that would cause. God, that would be, I, because I love chaos, I almost want that to happen. There's a dark side of me that's just like, go ahead, Capcom. Just try and pull that trigger. Let's, let's fuck this shit up. Let's hear some responses to that. God, could you imagine? Uh, but regardless, what Mena says is no. Uh, don't. Don't do that. Don't complain. Just get better. You're a professional. Fucking act like it. Uh, and granted, there's a lot of people who aren't professionals. I get that. But there's still a lot of people at the professional level who will bitch and complain. Bemoan the game. The game that they play. The game they get paid to play. Instead of saying, oh, I lost to this. How do I beat this? It is very easy to hop on a Twitter and just say, fuck a cami. Not sexually or in a good way. Uh, and it's very easy to do. Very easy to retweet with quote and blow someone up and get followers, get the like, get the smoke, get the social media wagon rolling. Uh, but what Mena has done within his community and with the players down in the Dominican is rallying around, trying to figure things out, making them stronger. They harbor that scene. The Japanese have done it for years. That's why you don't really hear a lot of Japanese players talk out about stuff. They just fucking practice. And they talk about the stuff with each other. 
That's the thing. They're not hoarding tech. That's why they come over here and bite at us for so long, for years. Uh, somewhat changed over the last decade or so, but still. The point still stands that there's still a ton of U.S. players who are very likely to put up that wall and not try to advance their own game. Uh, and to that, just put down your defenses, man. Your ego doesn't win you matches. You do. So get to it. Chop, chop. All right, folks. And that wraps it up for topics I'm going to talk about this week. I'm sure there's stuff that I'm missing. Here's the thing. There has been so much awesome shit on our street for the past two weeks that I can't even begin to talk about it. it. It has been difficult for me to even, like, it broke my goddamn computer even trying to bring up all these topics. I wanted to bring up more, but it said no. Uh, so even with that, I will leave you guys on, uh, just go to our Street Fighter, see what's up, interact with that community, help each other out, be good, be good to each other. Uh, and so we'll go with the, we'll go off on FCC history. Uh, and this one was proposed by Rai in the new Challenger Discord, actually. I was in there talking, Rai spoke, I was like, hey, hey, hey show this video. Uh, Daigo versus Tokido at CEO 2016. Top 8. Uh, just interesting to see a Ryu mirror. I mean, this was like season 1, so Ryu was... He had damage. He was kind of a good character. Uh, and it's two of the classics, man. Tokido versus Daigo. In a, in a battle of of the Ryus. A battle of the foot... Mm, not a huge footsies battle, but there's definitely mind games here that you can... Like, this is not Alex Vae versus, versus Daigo kind of Ryu v. Ryu classic matchup. But it's a good matchup, and definitely worth the rewatch. Uh, and I think now that Ryu has definitely gotten better in, in Season 3.5, uh, worth going back to, probably. Uh, and so, shoutouts to Ryu for reminding me of, of this classic match. Good stuff. Um, might rewatch this one just to get ready for CEO this year. Be fun. CEO is going to be fun too. Uh, Shout out to Bailey. Anyway, that does it for a show. Uh, again, uh, I am Joe Monday. We're going to release something next week, I believe. I don't know what. I haven't decided yet. I keep saying to myself it'll be a beach cast. Uh, that's what was that's what users voted on. So I don't know what that means. I don't know how that's going to go, but we shall see. The audio might be goddamn trash, uh, but. With that in mind, and with that said, uh, that's a show. Be on vacation next week. Wearing my, my Hawaiian shirt and the likes of Geef. Trying to get my inner Hawaiian Geef out. It'll be good. Uh, but anyway, folks, that's a show. We are here every Thursday night. Uh, you can catch the Friday tournament with Kamikaze, but also the Monday tournament with Kamikaze. He's running the Monday tournament as well, so thank you for covering my ass in my absentia. Uh, with that, folks, that has been a show. Again, I am Joe Monday. You can find me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter or at Reddit SF. If you have any questions or concerns or emails, email into redditfighting at gmail.com. That is the official, I guess that's the official email of the sub. Let's go with that. Official email of the subs. If you have questions, make sure to put questions in the heading or subject of your email, and I will get that to that on next week or two weeks from now episode of another edition of RSF Radio. But until next time, folks, you take care. Be your best self.